Murder. Welcome to Death Do Us Part Podcast, hosted by my wife, Jamie. Hello. And myself, Mark. What up, y'all? Hey. Hey, it's been a few days. It's been like two. I know. Oh. Just been a few days. Like shit. We did pretty good on this. Well, you did pretty good on this one. I think it's cute that you say we, like you participated. Well, I sit on the couch and I watch TV, so I mean. And say, how much longer? Are we going to record tonight? How much longer? Are we going to record tonight? How much longer? Babe, can I ask you something? No. Mm -mm. Why do you get so mad at me and call me lazy? Because you're lazy. I don't do anything. Mm. (laughs) Jesus Christ. It's funny because it's true. (laughs) I know. That's the best part. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) That's the best part. So what's happening, baby? How was work? Uh, It was all right. Not terrible. No? Yeah. Busy, but, you know, whatever. I slept good to, or last night. I didn't wake up like completely drenched like I did the night before That's with a good. night terror. I slept in bed. I know. Yeah. How was it? Uh, I'm not going to lie. It's glorious. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. But I get so lonely downstairs sleeping on the couch. I know. And I hate like leaving you down here. I know. But you but need it. You need a good night's sleep. I so. mean, well. Does three hours constitute as a good night's sleep? That's... I mean, for me, it does, I guess. Babe, that's... When I was on the job, you know that's all I'd get. Yeah. So, I I mean, sometimes... Yeah. Even less than that, so... Yeah, I know. I I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I got... I got shit to do. I gotta make sure I get my shit done. Did you get an order of something? Yeah. It was dropped off. Okay. Good to know. It looks like drinks. Maybe. Oh, what kind of drinks? I mean, maybe. So, uh, that's a nice little surprise you got us. Yeah. We had to press pause because it's ice cream. It's been a while. It's been a little while. I forgot my slushy though. I know. And they put it on the fucking receipt. Mm-hmm. That they put in between the rest of everything. It's the first thing on the receipt. So you think the dasher would like... Hey, there's a big blue thing not here? Yeah. Yeah. It's but always my shit. Baby, you could have my ice cream if you I want. I don't want your ice cream. I wanted my slushy. But thank you. Why don't you reorder it? No, it's not that important. You got ice cream too with it though, right? I did. Oh, <laughs> so babe. it's okay. Um, We're fat asses tonight. I mean, we I deserve it. It's my dinner. Yeah, we deserve it. And uh, the garage is fucking pristine. Yeah, you did a good job cleaning it so, out for uh, Jax's party on Sunday. I got to go in there and clean it a little bit more. But yeah. I got all the garbage out. So we look like hoarders who no longer hoard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. That's a big pile. It did. Babe, the garage was so fucking full of You know like, why? It's because shit. garbage day is, is Tuesday morning. Yeah. And yeah. it never fucking fails. I'm always late. running late on yeah, Tuesday mornings. I know. And I remind you, too, the night before. And you're always like, yeah, I got it. I got it. And then 
Tuesday morning comes. Oh, fuck. I slept in. Oh, shit. I'm always afraid to, like, take it out too early. I mean, not that we have, like, rodents that get into it, but, like, I'm always afraid it's going to tip over. Yeah. Today, I just piled shit on top of shit, so nothing is moving out there. Oh, fuck it. Our neighbors are going to be like, these people are fucking scumbags. I mean, they probably know that already. (laughs) They they probably already know. Alex knows. Alex knows. The ones to the left might be like, what the fuck? What'd we move in next to? Mm-hmm. What the fuck is this shit? The ones to the right, they know. Yeah. They know what's up. Yeah. But yeah, they, it looks it looks good. Good job, baby. Good so job. I gotta I wanna like We're gonna set up tables and shy stuff like of that. Mopping? How does one clean a garage floor? Just hose that bitch down? I I, I think so, I mean, to be honest with I'm not, you. I'm, yeah. yeah. I'm not being a smart ass. I think I'm you not just either. hose it down. That's, Maybe put a little soap or something. Yeah. Like a broom? Yeah. And yeah. just wash it out that's what i'm thinking i i to be honest with you i think that's what my dad and my mom would used to do in our garage just like wash it out yeah like stand by the door so like it's sprayed outside that's what maybe that's what i'll do so i'll do it tomorrow maybe so it's yeah dry yeah yeah so that's what i did when i got home from work Hmm. you should you really should look outside and see all the Shit on the oh, I'm I'm gonna be impressed though. Yeah, because there was a lot of shit in the garage. There so. ain't no mo. And then poor Josh, our nephew, came over. He was gonna help, and then his grandma called him, and something's leaking at her. Something's house. leaking at her house, so he had to run out, and he felt bad. You know, he's like, as soon as I get here, something else goes, and he tries to help so many. He does people out, and I, you know, I I wasn't sure if I was gonna need him. Yeah. But I figured I would I would ask him to be here just yeah. in case. Yeah. But I didn't really tell him what I needed because I didn't want him to like come here ready. Right. To do it, I right. wanted him to just kind of sit and relax. And if I needed him, I would come get him. But, but he is such a fucking good kid. He is. I mean, trying to help out with. Everyone. I got it all out. So. Uh, I got it. You got it. So mm-hmm. other than that, babe, you've been making some shirts, getting ready for shirts. Vermont. Yep. You tried to tried a, a handbag and it didn't come out as well. It came out good. It came out but good. It, not not like you wanted it. No, because I wanted to put her name on it. I made yeah. it. I made a cheer mom bag for one of my girlfriends, and I wanted to put her daughter's name on it. But I think it was too close to the handle. Yeah. So the heat press wasn't coming all the way down on it. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, but she loved the bag, so I was like, "Beat the shit out of it this weekend. I want to see see like, how it works because I've yeah. never done canvas before." But if that shit works, I mean, we'll yeah. we'll make a couple and bring them to Vermont. So yeah. and then, um, you know, Vermont is not the only place. We're gonna have a booth in New York, and we're gonna have a booth in Nashville. Yeah. So we'll be selling some merch. So if you're in the area. Mm, you come on by buy some merch i want to i want to find a good unicorn next yeah i want a unicorn shirt yeah i already have one but i want another one so i want i want a unicorn shirt that says it's okay to not be okay well i found a good design or stop the stigma yeah I'll, i'll find one i'll make a good one but with a unicorn on it yeah in purple all purple Purple and pink. Well, yeah, that's a fucking unicorn. Yeah, purple and pink. Duh. Duh. I'll find something. So that's about it. I mean, it's only been like two days, so I don't yeah. think we have any new Patreons. 
No. Mm-mm. So no other no other business. Mm-mm. But uh, today's episode should be a doozy. Yeah, I did it in between shootings. <laughs> <laughs> At work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> it was uh it was an interesting night the other night. Fun dispatching that. Yeah. How many were how many total were there? Uh Oh shit. Well, so the last time, two times ago, everything in Harvey burned down. Mm-hmm. This time, they had one that just kept rekindling. Mm-hmm. And then we had two two Maybe more than two? Maybe more than two? In the same town? Yeah, same town. And an out-of-town engine was there for station coverage. Yeah. Those poor guys. Not used to it. Oh, oh, my, my one EMT was like, they um they looked fucking terrified. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're not used to it. They're no. used to a town where it's trouble br- breathing, right. you know, the fall victim. Well, and then he's like, my EMT's like, you know, they, they, they tried to like, put pressure on his wound and they had like this big old fucking period pad and i was like period pad period what are you talking pad? about and what? then i'm like dude was it like a giant thing with a blue line down the middle and he's like yeah i'm like that's a trauma dressing and he's like that motherfucker looks like a period pad and i was like all right it does but it's <laughs> Who like the fuck what woman would wear that babe it's like a trauma pad is like this big yeah. it's like bigger than your head so i was like that that Bigger than your head made you think of a period pet. What, what the fuck do you think women wear? What, like, what vagina is that big? Babe, he's like, he's 12. It's our son. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, that's, yeah. He's like 12. Oh, jeez. They're so young. Oh, I know. Yeah. 18, babe. And he's so Could cute because he's like. Do you remember when you were 18? No, uh-uh. But he's like, they look mortified. And I was like, do you remember three months ago you fucking looked like that? I mean. Here's the thing. Like, you could be 18 and be an EMT. Mm-hmm. You have to be 21 to be the police. Mm-hmm. I couldn't, like, I was so green mm-hmm. and had no fucking clue about mm-hmm. life at 21. I couldn't imagine oh. if if we could be the police at well, 18. And the thing is. I, babe, I'd be fucking. Yeah. I was lost at 21. So the last handful that I hired were between like 19 and 23. So like some yeah. of these people are born after I graduated high school. Oh my God. But then it's like, on one hand, it's like, fuck, like we're throwing them to the wolves. But on the other hand, it's like, they're going to be more fucking experienced oh, they're gonna, they're gonna than be some people that have been yeah. medics for 25 years. That's the good thing about your you know? department. <clears throat> and so many people have left to see CFD. Yeah. And, I got you know, kids have, and they're kids yeah. that have been with us for six months. They're 19 years old and they're applying to paramedic school. Yeah. And they're getting in because they're good. They're, yeah, they know what they're, they're doing. Good. They're This batch, this last group that we brought in, they're... They're kind of old school. Yeah. They're keep your eyes and ears open and your mouth shut and we're going to teach you. Yeah. You know, if if you let us and you listen to us, we're going to teach you. You're yeah. going to learn. And the last group has been really good. Well, that's good. But yeah, that's the good thing about your your yeah. department. You guys cover towns that Yeah. They're hopping. They're, oh, yeah. The, the, the south suburbs of Chicago. I mean, it is yeah. Chicago. It's, we have, yeah, oh, yeah. It is Chicago. We have one uh, that that I just hired who just got out of boot camp himself, uh, just like our nephew. 
and he went to combat medic school in boot camp. Yeah. And he's like, so am I going to be able to like, you know, like push ketamine and stuff like that? And I'm like, no. He's like, well, what, what do you guys have here? And I'm like, Curlex. I, I don't know what that it's is. It's like the rolly gauze. Okay. And he's like, what What do you do with Curlex? I'm like, everything. <laughs> everything. And then he's actually wearing my boots today. Is he really? Because he came, he forgot his boots at home and he lives far, yeah. far. Because I'm like, wait, where are your boots? And he's like, at home. And he was he was de- devastated. Like, he what thought kind we were of gonna, shoes did he have? He on? had on black gym shoes, black oh, and white gym shoes. Yeah, and uh, you could just can't just because blood and all that. Yeah. stuff. And I'm like, what size shoe do you wear? And he, I think he said, I don't know, eight or nine or whatever. And I was like, here. And I handed him my boots, and he was like, really? And I'm like, yeah. What do you think was going to happen? I thought I was going to have to go home, but I said, put my fucking boots on and go check out your ambulance. Are my work <laughs> boots still at your? No, your, your, work, your work boots are upstairs. You you could bring them to work in yeah. case anyone forgets them. My boots have actually, um, they've been around. One girl, her boot broke on the way to yeah. work. Like the, It was a manufacturer defect. The whole fucking sole fell off. And she's like, I, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, just take my fucking boots. Yeah, that's... Whatever. Bring my boots in yeah. case anyone needs them. I mean... We're I, family. I, yeah. Just bring mine because... I'm not using yeah. them. My Whoopi's been around the world. Everybody just covers up paramedic with tape. Jeez. <laughs> so, yeah. So I hope he had a good day today because he's very green. Mm-hmm. But he's yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Uh, I like, like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. And I will say, and then I'll stop blabbering and I'll get on with the. Case. Yeah. So we have a, a younger guy. I've talked about him before. His cousin actually started with us today. Mm-hmm. And there's one chair in the foyer and he obviously he's a boy she's a girl she walks in he says hello and without even thinking about it he gets gets up up. moves his stuff around and moves the chair so she could sit down that's she didn't sit down but he did not sit back down he he stood in case she wanted to sit down so i stuck my head out the door i was like that just made my day and he's like what i said it's nice to see that they're still gentlemen yeah and he's 20 19 20 i said she walked in and you stood up so she could sit down yeah i like seeing i was impressed by that so yeah, I like yeah. seeing seeing that stuff. He's such a nice kid. He is. Well, so. that's cool. I'm yeah. glad it's it's working out with your batch. Yeah, this whole batch, they're good. They're good kids. But they're kids. I know. Oh, my just, God, they're kids. Babe, I, I couldn't even imagine. Like, they're kids. Like, 18 working that that kind of a job. And I, it's not ugh. like, yeah, it's not like the, the ones by us are doing transfers. I mean, they're doing transfers, but like. They're, no, you're they're working. They're first in sh- on shootings. Yeah. I mean, if 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 they're the closest ones, they're they're going. Good luck, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck, and they're like, "Oh, are we get an engine." Nope. Yeah. <laughs> it's you, and hopefully the police will be there. Yeah. <laughs> you know. You know, and not just that. Like the car accidents, we have yeah. so many bad accidents on Halstead. Oh God. Like, oh my mm-hmm. God, people fly down there. And the one stretch of expressway we have. Yes. We got a lot of fatals. Yeah, a, a lot, lot of, like, of fatals. Burned fatals. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, they they learn they learn quick. I tell everybody to I'm like, you guys are going to know in the first day or two. If this is if where you want to be. this is what you want to do, yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, it, and it's not just, you'll know whether or not you want to be at Bud's. You'll know whether or not you want to be in EMS. Like, oh, and that's the thing. We would tell our new guys in FTO, we would tell them in orientation, too. Yeah. Like, you're going to know whether you want to be the police yep. here or not within a week. Yep. yep. You're, you're going to know. 
I mean, mm-hmm. that's, and if you don't, there's nothing wrong with nope. it. But learn you, now. You, you need to tell us because yeah. we can't have someone mm-hmm. who's iffy out there. Like, if, if this is not for you, you need yeah. to come forth and tell us and then give us your reg- resignation. I've had people not come back. We had a shooting oh, right we, across we the street. We had a few. We had a yeah. few. And someone was like, how close is that? And I said, it's across the street. And they're like, well, how close across the street? I said, we could grab a jump bag and walk over there. Yeah. She didn't come back. Yeah. We, well, God. I, I've had another one. We had to pick them up from a sector. <laughs> She's like, you guys are all fucking crazy. <laughs> well, and We're like, yeah, have a good night. <laughs> you know our turnover rate. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. we had... Uh, so many people yep. just leave and honestly, so like, many people and so many good officers yeah. too people come to us for the blood guts and glory they do that's 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 our selling point is the mm-hmm. experience so and i think we have people that like they want to work the ghetto so they could say they work in the ghetto until they get in the ghetto until they get in the actual ghetto yeah. and it's like holy mm-hmm. fuck yep fuck this yep See, and I love it. I, I did too. I love it. We were well. I, I didn't at first. Yeah. I I questioned myself for a, a couple years. You know, at my first job. Yeah. Like no. I mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm fitting in. Like See, I'm but, the white kid from. Yeah. You know, a, suburbia. A suburbia. Like I don't know if this is the right fit for me. But you but were then, you were good. It, you were good. But I had good good instructors yeah i had guys that they would team me up with yeah who taught me you know i mean legit they they put me you know in both departments i had black tack guys yeah that were from the ghetto mm-hmm. grew up in the ghetto and i mean they flat out told me here this is the deal right this, this is how we work you are this the token the, white guy yes yeah yes and like this is how it's worked this mm-hmm. is how the game is played mm-hmm. you know you play it back there and you'll gain respect yep. you know and yeah I so mean, it's just, I, I was lucky it is it's a totally different there's a new bar across the street from our building um right next to the the one restaurant we always go to yeah it's a little bar but i mean it it goes up for grabs all oh the yeah time. eight o'clock the other day it went up for fucking grabs yeah and we can hear them because they're that close yeah so we hear them fighting but then we were sitting at our desk the other day and you hear like six or seven shots pop off and i'm like oh, did you geez. hear that and yeah. craig looked at me he's like mm-hmm and the, the whole motto is if nobody calls it's fireworks it ain't fucking fireworks. It's <laughs> it definitely not fireworks. fucking fireworks. But if nobody calls, it's fireworks. Well, it, it's to the point out there that you, you don't even get calls on shots no. fired. No. People are so used to it, mm-hmm. w- which is a shame. But You either you, don't get any or you get 17. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, you, you get the when someone's hit, then you get the 17. Yeah. When it's just shot, Mm-mm. shots fired and no one's hit, you... you you don't even get calls no. on it. It's interesting when you hear the shots fired at like 10 a.m. during orientation. Oh, I know. And the yeah. new kids are like, like dogs with their ears perked up. And I'm right. like, yeah, that was that was gunshots. Right. You didn't know what they sounded like before. You do now. Right. So, yep. you know what, though? I mean, it, once you're out there, though, you and I are the same. Like, I couldn't go work for oh, I, I couldn't a suburban work. department. Could you imagine like the stuff that I did? No. Could you imagine me working like out here running no. parking tickets? No, I couldn't. I I would no. physically like just drive myself crazy. You would, mm-hmm. and I would get myself into trouble mm-hmm. because I would look for, 
I, I would look for trouble. Mm-hmm. So th- there's no way. Like once you're used to that kind of that style of policing, mm-hmm. that's what you're used to. You know, so. that's uh, same with us. That's what I'm saying. We curlex everything. <laughs> so yeah, it's going to be an interesting summer though, because they're they're shooting sooner than normal. Yeah. So well, the weather keeps going back and forth. Yeah. So we'll see. <clears throat> I mean, it was what 60 70 the past couple four the other day yeah the past couple of days and then today it drops down to 40 it was 84 when i went into work the other night and by the time i left in the morning it was 42 yeah this chicago weather is seriously for the birds like it's it goes straight from fucking Mm -hmm. you know fall or spring into or fall into summer there is no springtime no no there really isn't so Mm -mm. That's why we all have pneumonia. Yeah, that's why we get sick all the time. Because mm-hmm. the goddamn weather. Yeah. Ugh. But whatever. All right, uh. let's let's start the shin, shindig. All right, so today we are doing, and I find it interesting because I, I didn't know much about this case. Yeah. Uh, I definitely did not know that it is from Plainfield, Wisconsin. <laughs> right. And I'm like, what Plainfield? Plainfield, what the fuck? Because like the first line in one of the articles I read uh, was called The Butcher of Plainfield. And I'm right. like, what the fuck? And what? if people don't know, like Plainfield is is right next to us. So, yeah, so, I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, Plainfield, Illinois. So this person was actually the inspiration for several movies, including Psycho and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, really? Yeah. No shit. I didn't um, know that. This is very much a nature versus nurture. Case. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. His his mama done fucked him up. Oh, oh fuck. Oh yeah. That bad? Oh, babe. Uh, like yeah. So So we are doing Ed Gein. Um he is actually commonly called uh a serial killer a necrophiliac, and a cannibal. Uh, he is none of the above, actually. Really? So, okay, then why do they call him that? Uh, I don't know. So in order <laughs> to be a serial killer, you have to uh, commit, quote, at least three murders over more than a month with an emotional cooling off period. Mm-hmm. Ed Gein was only proven to have killed two people. Uh, so he doesn't okay. fit serial killer. He was one person short. Yes. Now, some of the, the things that he does, does kind of fall under the definition of necrophilia. Okay. But there's no sex involved at all. Ooh. None. That creeps me out. Well, he, I mean, well, he's, I'll get there. Um, And he never, he was not a cannibal in any way, shape or form at all. Oh, okay. Not even a little bit. Really? Yeah. Then I wonder why they. I don't know. Called them. The, I mean, a this. lot of these stories from back then got sensationalized, you know, yeah. for obvious reasons. But yeah. Um. Yeah, his mom fucked him up. Oh. Mm-hmm. Big time. So Edward Theodore Gein was born on August twenty seventh of nineteen oh six in uh, La Crosse, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. They would eventually move to Plainfield. Um, his parents were George Philip Gein and Augusta. Augusta Skloop. Uh, Wilhelmine. He was the youngest of two. He had an older brother named Henry, 
who was born in, uh, he was born on January 17th of 1902. So there was a four year dif- difference. Um, so <sighs> Augusta and George, George had a terrible upbringing. He, um, when he was three, he was, he was left alone, which I guess was a very commonplace, but yeah. his parents and his sister went to go run some errands and ended up being killed in like a flash flood. What? So he ended up living with his grandparents and he was like pushed aside and he was orphaned essentially. Yeah. Um, so yeah. he had a pretty shit upbringing. Yeah. And um, Augusta was raised in a strict, strict religious family. Um, she was Lutheran, but considered old Lutheran mm-hmm. and just very by the book. Okay. So by, And so she, she would preach to uh, the two boys about uh, immorality of the world, the evils of drinking and of uh, women. Wow. All women but her were promiscuous and instruments of the devil. They were say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Quote, vessels of sin. She's the devil. Mm-hmm. Vessels of sin. Mm. Now, mm-hmm. um, she would read every afternoon from the Old Testament and the Book of Revela- Revelations. Yeah. Um, but in order to interpret what she interpreted, like, you gotta really dig deep. Yeah. But she would preach to them about death, murder, and divine retribution, but she would also preach to them about, this is a new new uh, word I learned, whoredom. Whoredom? Whoredom. Like? Like horse. Dub- oh, okay. Like the book of Revelation, like the town was taken over by horse. Oh, okay. And they destroy the world. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't know where the fuck she read that. I miss that in fucking uh, theology. I miss that in a lot of places. But, mm-hmm. Ooh, okay, yeah. sure. So, now, George was an alcoholic. And he started drinking pretty much at, at a relatively young age. So, <clears throat> when they started dating, it was almost like he, he was very timid and mild-mannered. And she was not. Um, yeah. she was a beast of a fucking woman. <laughs> a beast? She was, she was a beast of a fucking Give woman. Give me that dick right now. Well, that's the thing. She thought... She, Give me that wiener. She thought sex was, it was just the devil. Like, you just didn't... Oh. Yeah. Like, okay. even with your husband. Really? So, yeah. Yes. It's very... Babe, that's it's, weird. It's very weird. She yeah. was very weird. So... Before the boys were born, George was 24 and Augusta was 19. They got married in 1899. Um, nobody knows why. <laughs> like, how they got together or why they got married. Because like I said, she was like, she was fucking beastly. Yeah. Um, she had a very imposing personality. Um, and it, it was thought that maybe they got together because he wanted to be taken care of almost. Yeah, but the, like... Yeah. 
she didn't take care of him so much as she controlled him. But it was thought that she yeah, was. But still, yeah. guys love that being nurtured. So I, I'm the same way. Like I, I like being taken yeah. care of. Oh yeah, but you make no bones about it. Right. Um, it it was thought though that she preferred him because she could kind of just make him do what she wanted. Like she held the puppet strings. Yeah. Um, they were they were abusive to each other. Uh, Augusta quickly assumed the role of a quote domestic tyrant. Whoa, Jesus! <laughs> yeah. Um, All right. He would hit her. And she would verbally abuse him. And it's a lot of people said that she verbally abused him to the point where he was like, motherfucker, I'm going to hit you if you don't stop. And she wouldn't yeah. stop. And But once um, when she, he would hit her, she would pray for his demise. What the fuck? <laughs> this is a weird couple. <laughs> it's so bad. This is a weird fucking it's, couple right here. Babe, it's, it's insane. Yeah. So she ends up. I mean, she hates George. She fucking hates him. Yeah. He's an alcoholic. He can't hold down a job. Um, He was a carpenter and a tanner, and he was an insurance salesman for a little while. Um, And, you know, some sources say that he was very timid towards everybody in the family but her. Mm-hmm. Other sources say that, like, he would regularly whip the kids. Yeah. But not, like... He wouldn't like beat him. I I almost got the feeling it was almost like spanked with a paddle kind yeah, of right thing, you know. Right. Which I mean, well, same, same, yeah, yeah. Uh, I got the belt. So, yeah, I did too. Um, well, we had a paddle. Um, so she was like I said, devoutly religious. He so much he was Lutheran also, but mm-hmm. not so much religious like she was. Like down to the book. Yeah. Yeah, and she thought, at this point, she's like, okay, well, we hate each other. Maybe a baby will help. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That'll, that'll do the trick. So even, she thought that um, <laughs> even in marriage, carnal relations were a loathsome duty to be tolerated for the sake of procreation. Wow. Okay. So... That shit was locked up tight. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, so she she I, I thought a baby would help. So yeah. she's like, Meh. okay. I guess I'll bone him once. I mean, whatever. <laughs> if I have to. So she ends up having Henry. And then the same shit happened. So she's like, Ugh, I want a girl. I want a girl. because Which I thought was weird that she wanted a girl. Because uh, she thought that... Women were all like, women were, were bad. Whoredom and Babylon. Yeah. So she prayed for a girl. Prayed for a girl. Yeah. And when Ed was born, and he was obviously a boy, she was like motherfucker. <laughs> but she vowed that he would be different from all other men. She yeah. would not allow him to be like other men. Oh wow. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Nature versus this fucking is, nurture. Yeah. Mm. I see where this is mm-hmm. going. Yeah. So at one point, um, her two brothers were actually very successful uh, grocery and meat shop owners. And um, at, at one point, they acquired a store. Mm-hmm. Um, she expected George to run the store, but he really kind of didn't. So she did. Yeah. And she actually was listed um, as the owner of the store, which was very, very unheard of oh, wow. at the time. Yeah. Um, eventually though, she thought that the town they were living in, 
um, was going to influence the boys and she wanted to get them out of there. Mm-hmm. So they, they did attend school for a little bit. Um, Eddie, they call them Eddie. Um, he was shy. He had a very soft voice and had feminine mannerisms. Um, feminine. Did I say that right? Feminine. <laughs> um, his classmates and his teachers remembered him like just randomly laughing out of nowhere. Like he was laughing at his own jokes. Yeah. Um. He would also just cry. Out of nowhere. Yeah. Like he was very. Like you couldn't tease him. He was very. Uh, no. Something's wrong with. Well, him. she isolated him. Like yeah. she kept the boys at home, so he had like literally no social skills. Yeah. Um. He also had a lazy eye. They called him saggy baggy eye. Oh. And he had a speech impediment. Aww. So he just. He was not straight up not having a good time. Right. Um. She, he would try to make friends and he would come home and be excited and be like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, no, they're the devil. <sighs> so he would like go back to school the next day and not even talk to the person. Bobby he, Boucher, they yeah. are the devil. So his he was very dependent on her. And that was her point the whole time. Right. Um, he said his earliest memory was um, him by the stairs. He lost his balance and he was going to fall down the flight of stairs. And he felt a crushing grip on his right arm. And it was his his mother. She saved him, essentially. Yeah. But he said that she was screaming and she was yelling and he couldn't figure out why she was so angry. Yeah. And he must have done something wrong. Right. And that it was all his fault. So that he was like three. But from that point on, he relied on her for for everything. For everything. Um, You know, he became obsessed with essentially becoming a woman like his mother mm-hmm. he wasn't well, homosexual or anything yeah, like that but, but that's, that's all he knows, knows. Yeah, right exactly so this obviously led to poor social development um he did well in school when he was in school mm-hmm. uh but she was like no no we're 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 getting the fuck out of here we're not we're not staying here mm-hmm. so they ended up getting rid of the grocery store and moving to a dairy farm Mm. Now, the dairy farm was about 40 miles outside of Plainfield, and uh, they were there for a little while, but she was like, "Mm, it's still too close to people. Yeah. It's too close to people. So they ended up moving to a different farm, which was kind of, it was a little bit closer to Plainfield, but more isolated, Okay, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it was only six miles away, but the closest neighbor was like a quarter mile away. Yeah. So she liked it, though, because it had a two-story home. It had a barn. It had a shed. It had, like, a makeshift kitchen off of the house. So it was, like, a second kitchen. Mm-hmm. So she really felt like it was her land. It was yeah. 195 acres. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was a pretty big, yeah. pretty big place. So she used it to just isolate the boys 100%. They yeah. had no friends. They had no social interaction. Um, neither one of them went to school past the eighth grade. She homeschooled them. Um, they weren't stupid. Right. You know? Yeah. So. There's nothing wrong with being homeschooled. Not I, at all. No. Hey, I am very strict with our boy. I mean, so, she was preaching about Babylon and To the point that whoredom. he wants to go back to school. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he really does, which is fucking hilarious. Um, so they're in this dairy farm and they're, you know, they're doing great, except, uh, in 1937-ish, um, George became an invalid. 
What does that mean? He be, he was bed bound. Okay. So it doesn't really say what caused him to become bed bound in 1937, but from 1937 to 1940, the boys had to take care of him. Like he just, she wouldn't, she didn't give a fuck about him. Yeah. So the boys took care of him. And, uh, on April 1st of 1940, he died of what they would later call alcohol-induced heart failure. Oh, wow. At the age of 66. Jeez. So the brothers now at this point, they're they're in their 30s, mm-hmm. you know, 20s, yeah. 30s. They were doing odd jobs to cover all the expenses. And um, the community actually liked them, both of them. Um, they were considered honest and reliable. And they did a lot of handyman work. Um, they would hang windows, paint houses, just odds and end repair work. Yeah. Um, but Eddie would actually babysit a lot. He babysat really? for the neighbors all the time. Um, it, it was said that he thoroughly enjoyed it, probably because he related to kids more. But he was a sought-after, counted-on babysitter in the community. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that insane? Now that's that's mm-hmm. surprising. Wow. Yeah. So, Henry at the time um, started dating a divorced mother of two. Now, he met this woman through Eddie because Eddie was her babysitter. And they were planning on moving in together. And Augusta was fucking beside herself. Yeah. Not only was this woman divorced, but, I mean, she had sex. She had two yeah, kids. she had two kids. Oh, dear God. Yeah. It's, it's fucking terrible. It's the end of the world. So around this time, you know, Henry's starting to get out and see the outside world. And he starts to worry about Ed and his attachment to their their mother. Mm -hmm. So he would try to talk to him about it. Like, it's not healthy. You're too attached. You have to get out. You know, and then it got to the point where when Ed wasn't listening to him, he would just kind of shit talk about their mom. Right. And Ed would be very shocked and hurt. Um, But Henry would be very vocal about the, quote, weird codependent relationship that they had. Right. Um, so on May 16th of 1944, the two boys or men were outside in the farm. They were burning um, some vegetation they needed to get rid of. Yeah. And it, it got out of control. Mm-hmm. So the fire department came and put it out. And afterwards, um, Ed ended up reporting Henry missing. So they this whole they have this whole search party, everything like that. And they end up finding him. Uh, face down, dead. Whoa. Yeah. Now. Holy shit. Yeah, nobody thought, because like, Ed was a very slight man. He wasn't, he wasn't big. And he yeah. was, he was quiet and timid. And the thought of him killing his brother never crossed anybody's mind. Right. Ever. At any point in time. Right. Um, he had no burns on him. And they ended up saying his death was due to asphyxiation. Wow. Now, later they would come out and say that there were bruises around his head, mm-hmm. but again, didn't think that he could, that Eddie could have done anything. Yeah. So that's what it went down as. Wow. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so Henry's dead. Now it's just Eddie and his mom living in this farm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but Augusta was just, she was devastated by Henry's death. Because she favored him. Yeah. She favored Henry, but she like molded Ed. Right. Kind of thing. Right. Um, she ended up having a, a devastating stroke 
not long after Henry died. And a lot of people say it was because of the death. She mm-hmm. couldn't handle it. Yeah. Um, Ed became, became her devoted caregiver. Didn't leave her side. Um, at one point in 1945, uh, they went to visit a man by the name of Smith. They went to buy straw. And when they arrived, Smith was outside beating a dog. What? A woman came out of the house to yell at Smith to stop, but Smith ended up beating the dog to death. Augusta was just completely upset and just didn't know what to do with herself. But not about the dog being beat. About the woman in the house who came out. Okay. Smith is not married. Oh. This woman had no business being there. She was Smith's harlot. Ah. Yeah. She ended up having this is a, so weird. Yeah, she ended up having a second stroke shortly after. Jeez. Um, her health declined rapidly, mm. and she would tell him things that she would tell him as a child. At one point, when he was a child, he was supposed to go to the store, and he had coins, and he lost the coins, and he didn't go home for hours and hours and hours because he didn't know how to tell her because he yeah. he thought that he ruined everything and everything was his fault because that's how she made him feel. Right. So when he got back. Um, and told her, she said she didn't yell at him, but she called him a dreadful child, Jeez. and said that um, he was he was a child that only a mother could love. This kid is so screwed from the beginning. So she would it's, tell him that all the time: uh, only a mother could love you. So that's yeah. what he thought, you know. Yeah. He never had a girlfriend. Never tried dating anybody. Right. So now. After this second stroke, her health declines rapidly. And on December 29th of 1945, at the age of 67, Augusta dies. Mm-hmm. Ed is devastated. Um, an author, Harold Chester, uh, Sh- I believe, uh, said that he, quote, lost his only friend and his one true love. He was absolutely alone in the world. Yeah. He didn't know. He didn't know anything else. He didn't know, he didn't know, anything he didn't else. know what to do with himself. Yeah. Um, he stayed on the farm. He earned money doing odd jobs. Um, he stopped bathing. He stopped shaving. He stopped cleaning. He stopped. And she kept the home pristine. Right. So he ended up blacking off and boarding up the rooms that his mother used the most. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So the upstairs, the downstairs parlor, and the living room, um, they were boarded off and left in the same condition. So oh, the, the rooms weird. remained pristine. Yeah. And the other rooms were... Holy fuck, disgusting. Yeah, he this lived... This weird. Yeah, he ended up living in a room that was just next to the kitchen, and it, it, the house was just fucking gross. Yeah. Gross. Went to complete shit. Yeah. Just... <laughs> so, he would spend all of his time um, reading pulp magazines. What is that? I did look this up because I knew you were going to ask me. So they were, um, it, it was like a fiction book, almost like a comic book, but not, it was just fictional stories. Oh, And they call okay. them pulp magazines, though, because yeah. they were printed on cheap paper made from pulp wood. Really? Isn't that interesting? That, babe, that's like very interesting. Other actually. magazines, like they call them glossies. Because the pages were shiny, and that was yeah. made on expensive paper. Right. But these were not. They were made on pulp wood, so they oh, were called pulp so magazines. that's so crazy. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> he actually got very into stories involving cannibalism and Nazis. Um, he mm. would read a lot about Nazi medical experiments, 
he studied human anatomy. Um, he would read horror novels and porn. Yeah. I don't know what I porn didn't... was like back then, but um, so he he just he isolated Taking himself off even more. Your bra, yeah. Like, I mean, this was because this was oh, this was like Betty Page bondage. Yeah, when bondage was illegal. Mm-hmm. That was uh, we might we should do Betty Page. Um, we should do bondage. So, oh my god. So <laughs> in 1951, he started receiving um, money from the federal government for the farm subsidy. So. He didn't need to do like the odd jobs as much anymore, but occasionally he would work for like the local municipal uh, road crew and yeah. the crop threshing crew. Oh, I thought they, you were going to say crop dusting. <laughs> uh, no. He ended up selling off 80 acres um, that were owned by Henry. Oh, wow. And it was sometime between 1946 and 1956. Yeah. Now, um, the house it, it gained a reputation of being haunted. People said that they would go past the house and they could see um, Augusta dancing naked in the moonlight. Oh, Jesus Christ. Fuck that. I'm pretty sure she wasn't. She didn't no. get naked for her husband. I'm <laughs> right. pretty sure. Why, Why would she get naked she as a ghost? She ain't naked for the full moon. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, she was a beastly woman. So now. Lay off me, I'm starving. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> And she was, uh, I mean, she was frightening. Yeah. Yeah. So, on November 16th of 1957, a woman by the name of Bernice Warden disappeared. Uh, She owned a Plainfield hardware store. Um, A resident said that he saw the hardware truck move from the rear of the building uh, at about 9.30 in the morning. But nobody could really get in touch with her. Nobody could say that they had contact with her. Um, yeah. There were very few customers throughout the day because deer hunting had just started. Yeah. So nobody was coming in and out. Yeah. So now her son went to the store around five o'clock to see how she was. Her son just happened to be the deputy sheriff. Oh. So he was deputy sheriff Frank Warden. He went in, he saw the register open and blood on the floor. So he ends up looking around and finds... A receipt for um, antifreeze. Yeah. Uh, it turns out that Ed Gain had been in the store the evening before and the morning of her disappearance buying antifreeze. And the written sales receipt was the last thing written by Warden. Oh. So that night, Ed Gain is arrested. Okay. He's at his neighbor's house eating dinner because he was semi social not really but you know somewhat somewhat so he said when they came to arrest him that he knew he was going to be a suspect because he had been in the store earlier so now the washara i believe is how you say it county sheriff's um department actually were the ones who searched the farm now they went to the farm once to look for ed Gein. he was not there they found him at the neighbor's house having dinner and arrested him there so they went back a second time to actually search. Mm-hmm. Sorry, my septum ring is twisted. <laughs> you're breathing heavy um, in the, into the mic. because I had my fingers in my yeah, nose. I know, and you're... Um, so they start searching the farm, and one of the sheriffs goes into the makeshift kitchen that's yeah. off the house, and he bumps into something. And he thinks, it's a fucking deer. Yeah. It's not. 
Uh oh. It's not. Uh-oh. It was uh, Bernice Warden. Oh, yikes. Uh, she was hanging upside down. Oh, my God. Oh, it gets bad. Uh, she was hanging by a meat hook. She had a crossbar at her ankles and ropes at her wrists. She was decapitated. Oh, my God. It gets worse. <laughs> she was, um, quote, dressed out like a deer. So What? When you dress out a deer, yeah. you're basically cutting them from like... the in- So the insides fall out. Well, you pull them out. So you're cutting them from like sternum to butt, basically. Yeah. And it's it's the process of removing the internal organs to preserve the meat because it will increase... Um, it ensures rapid body heat loss. Yeah. So there's no time for bacteria to grow on the meat. Ah, uh, okay. I got so, you. That's what he did. But he did it because he cut her from sternum to pubic bone, completely removing the vulva, the lower vagina, the anus, and the lowest part of the rectum. Wow. Now, to do so, he essentially had to break her pelvis and spread it open. That part of the body um, was free from blood and looked like it had been washed. What the fuck, babe? Babe, I told you, it gets bad. Um, What the fuck? So they end up, um, they found her head in a burlap burlap sack and were able to determine that she was shot with a twenty-two caliber rifle. Jesus. Now, during the search of the home, (laughs) I'm laughing because I'm uncomfortable. (laughs) Right? This is terrible. So this is what they found. Are you ready? Yeah. Uh, they found... Uh, hold on, let me put my glasses on for this. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I'm ready. So they found human bones, both whole and in fragments. They found a wastebasket made of human skin. Oh, my God. Chairs with seat covers made of human skin. Skulls on bedposts, but also <laughs> skulls of females, and the tops were sawed off. What and he the made them into fuck? bowls, like cereal bowls. He was eating cereal. Out of. Put the lotion in the basket. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they Buffalo Bill was kind of yeah. off of him. So um, they also found a corset made of skinned female, of a skinned female torso. Um, the female had been skinned from shoulders to waist, and he literally made a tied corset. Dude, that's so fucking bad. He made leggings from human leg skin. And masks made of human, oh, or excuse me, excuse me female head skin. So this is where you get like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre yes, and yes. stuff. Okay. Now, they found a woman's face in a paper bag Yeah. with her skull in a box. They found Bernice's, Bernice Warden's head in a burlap, burlap sack. And yeah. her heart was in a, quote, plastic bag in front of Gein's potbelly stove. So he was getting ready to cook it. Uh, Or keeping it warm. Yeah. They found nine, and I don't even know how, like, to say the plural of vulva. (laughs) Nine sets of vulva. What? In a shoebox. Babe, what is going on? They found a belt made of human nipples. What? Uh. Oh, my God. Of human nipples? Yeah. Uh, Four noses. That's, babe, this is so fucking disturbing. You never heard that part before? No. Oh, yeah. 
uh, four noses, um, a pair of lips on a window shade string. So you know how like on the strings they have like yeah. the end kit? Yeah, it was a pair of lips. Um, what is wrong with this guy? What isn't wrong with this guy? Oh, More my importantly, God. Um, a lampshade made from facial skin and female fingernails. Um, the investigator said that they photographed everything and then uh, quote, decently disposed of the materials that they had found. So now he would come out and say that between 1947 and 1952, he made 40 night visits to three local cemeteries in Plainfield, Hancock, and Spiritland. Now, it's uh, alleged, too, that Augusta, his mother, was the first person he dug up uh, approximately 18 months after her death. So could so he was grave robbing. He was grave robbing. But could this be confirmed? Yes. Okay, so, okay, so these were body parts mm-hmm. from yes. actual yes. already deceased at, people. At one point during the search they found um they found bones and they thought that they belonged to a, a man that they were trying to connect him to and yeah. it turns out it was just a, a beastly woman that he had dug up. So <clears throat> what's with the beastly women? His mother. He would dig up women who resembled his mother. Oh. No. So he allegedly um, would wake up in the cemetery 30 out of the 40 times. It, it, he would wake up from a daze like state and leave empty handed. Other times he would end up digging up middle-aged women who resembled his mother and would take take the bodies home and tan the skin. Now, it said... What, what, how do you tan the skin? I don't know. I didn't look into it because I couldn't. It was like three in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a fuck but his this. his dad was his dad would tan the skins of animals that's how he learned is isn't it like a chemical that you put I on think it? so to like preserve it and stretch it and oh, shit I'm going to google it um so now it's said that he had the help of a grave digger by the name of Gus nobody knows who Gus is and they said Gene did not start killing until Gus was committed to uh, a nursing home essentially are you reading it yeah but I don't think I can alright so I'm going to keep going so from these bodies that he dug up he made a woman suit to become his mother what so this suit was the corset made of the skinned female torso the leggings made from human leg skin and actual genitalia of women. Wow. So he would dress himself in female skin and genitalia and then would take a female face, essentially, the skin of a female face and put it over his. Yeah. And that's how he would completely turn into a woman. Oh, my God. Now, he never had sex with any of the bodies he dug up. Yeah. He said they smelled too bad. But what he would do is, allegedly, there was this grave digger, Gus, like I said, who, when Ed would read the obituaries in the paper, Gus would let him know they're being buried on this day. You can come that night and get them. Right. Okay. So <clears throat> the officers um, that were investigating this, once he came out and finally said that he was, you know, robbing these graves, they didn't think he could do it on his own. 
because he he is such a small man and he's bringing home these huge bodies that are no pun intended dead weight so they ended up what they they dug up what they called three test graves so they Mm -hmm. dug up three people who because he took them to the graves that he dug up and they dug up three coffins to see if he could have actually done it two of the coffins were empty one of the coffins had a crowbar some rings like jewelry rings and a few body parts that he brought back and put back in the coffin so they were able to corroborate thank you that he did dig up these fucking graves because they were empty and i can't really find anything on like tanning i googled i didn't want to like have a weird funky search so i just put in hunting like my search history yeah Mm -hmm. tanning and hunter that skin or whatever and it's i i can't find it just saying like harvesting the skin and then like sewing it yeah that's yeah that's what he would do because he would sew it and make shit out of it yeah but he would make like the skin suits but what do you do you harden it i don't know he wore it yeah that's it couldn't have been hard if he wore it i mean i I, I don't know babe i don't don't wear fucking dead skin so he was arrested and taken to the watanama county jailhouse where he didn't say shit he was quiet for the first like day day and a half and this is while they're investigating his house and finding all of this stuff he's not saying anything oh my god finally after about a day and a half he said that he had killed bernice warden um or it, he he says he didn't really remember. He said he had difficulty remembering every detail because he was in a daze-like state leading up to and during the murder. But he could recall dragging her body to the truck, to his truck, or the truck, excuse me, and taking the cash register out of the hardware store and taking both back to his home. Mm-hmm. Um, he did not remember uh, allegedly shooting her in the head with a twenty-two. He didn't remember shooting her. Um, After many more days of intense interrogation, which back then you didn't get potty breaks in McDonald's. Yeah. You know, um, he finally admitted to killing another woman by the name of Mary Hogan. She was a local tavern owner um, that he killed and took home. And her face was the one he wore the most. Wow. Um, He again said that he was in a daze and couldn't remember much, but he does remember accidentally shooting her. Accidentally. Yeah. So now he showed no signs of remorse or emotion. Uh, He spoke very matter-of-factly. He was sometimes cheerful. And all of the officers said that he clearly had literally no concept of the enormity of his crimes. He He just didn't get it. So now at one point, state investigator uh, Joe Willamorshi uh, questioned him about Henry's death. Yeah. And he didn't say shit. He didn't say a word. Didn't deny, didn't confirm, just didn't say a fucking word. Um, another um, a psychologist who studied the case would go on to say that in retrospect, it was, quote, possible and likely that he did kill Henry. And that, uh, quote, the cane, this was the, Cain and Abel aspect of the case. Yeah. So he did admit to stealing from nine actual graves. Mm -hmm. um, And he started making the skin suits shortly after his mother died so he could become his mother. 
and quote literally crawl into her skin yeah you you this is not a normal person Mm -mm. he he has got serious serious Mm -hmm. mental issues and i'm telling you it's the whole nerve traverses yeah he he was born into it Mm -hmm. he was absolutely he was was made yes he was he He was was made made. and because he didn't for for a very long time he did not kill these women right he was he was grave robbing right he only killed when he didn't have help grave robbing anymore yeah so at one point one of the neighbor um the neighbor whose house he was actually at that night by the name of bob hill um his 16 year old son said that he had been in ed Gein's house and had seen shrunken heads what he thought were shrunken heads they were actually what like beetlejuice well they were yeah essentially but they were actually like the faces of actual women on skulls. Oh my God. He said, though, that they were shrunken heads that were relics from the Philippines that a cousin sent him after serving in World War II. Oh, my God. What the fuck? Yeah. So now... They're... Either way, that's fucking creepy. <laughs> R- regardless. Yeah. So... Now, at this point, they're they're questioning him, obviously, and they are considering him a suspect in a few other unsolved cases. And I really think they were just trying to pin this shit on somebody yeah. because they don't really fit his profile. Yeah. Um, one was it, an eight-year-old girl named Georgia Weckler who disappeared May 1st of 1947 coming home from school. I don't think he was into killing kids. He wasn't at all. At all. I, I, I don't think that was He wanted him. women to take their skin to turn into his mother. Yeah. That's what it was. I, I, I don't think he was into the killing kids. So they had, her body was never found. Um, they had a few suspects, but nothing big. The only thing that they had near the crime scene was tire marks of a Ford. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay. Uh, another girl six years later disappeared in La Crosse, Wisconsin, which, by the way, we are never going to La Crosse, Wisconsin. <laughs> right. Ev- ever. <laughs> never, ever in life. Uh, Too much shit is going on there. Babe, fuck you. We're not going there. Right. Too uh, much shit. 15 year old Evelyn Hartley had been babysitting at the time. Uh, her father had repeatedly tried to get a hold of her by phone. And when there was no answer, he drove to where she was. He looked through a window and saw one of his daughter's shoes and her pair of gla- her glasses on the floor. Yeah. Uh, he tried to enter the house. Everything was locked up except one back basement window where he discovered bloodstains. Uh, he ended up breaking into the house at that point where he saw signs of a struggle. He called the police. They found more evidence, uh, including bloodstains on the grass leading up to the house, a bloody handprint on the neighbor's house. Oh. Uh, footprints and her other shoe on the basement floor. Nothing came of it. Uh, a few days later, police discovered some bloodied articles of clothing that belonged to her near a highway. But that's it. They never found her. Uh, in November of 1952, two men stopped for a drink at a bar in Plainfield, Wisconsin, before heading out to hunt deer. Uh, they were named Victor Travis and Ray Burgess. They spent several hours at the bar before leaving. And after that, them and their car were never seen again. Wow. They simply vanished. Now that's strange. Gone. So this was one of, they thought at one point while searching the property, they had found the body of Victor Travis. Yeah. And it was not. It turned out to just be uh, a large woman 
that he had dug up. Dug up. They also, at one point, tried to say that they found evidence that the two girls had been in his house, but they weren't. They weren't. They were. They were guessing and trying to like make the shit right. Right. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So he he was never. They couldn't pin him on it. So basically, he just was found guilty. Uh, he was found guilty, correct? Kind of. Okay, well, all they could pin on him was, and I'm not saying pin on him. Yeah, but was Bernice all, Warden and Mary Hogan. Just two, two deaths. Correct. That's all he admitted to. <sighs> and everything else that they found, they could tie back to a, a grave that he had, okay. you know. Um, so it's said that... Uh, Washara County Sheriff by the name of Art Shuley uh, allegedly assaulted Gein during the interrogation. Um, he allegedly banged his head and face against a brick wall. And because of this, uh, Gein's initial confession was deemed inadmissible. Mm. Now, fast forward a little bit to 1968. Art Shuley died of heart failure at the age of 43 before the trial. Yeah. Um, many close to him say that he was traumatized by Gein's crimes and the crime scenes, and he feared testifying, and this caused his death. Mm. A friend said, quote, he was a victim of Ed Gein as surely as if he had butchered him. Wow. So um, we're going back now. On November 21st of 1957, he was arraigned for first-degree murder, one count, um, in the Washara County Court. He did have an attorney by the name of William Butler who was just like, I got nothing. (laughs) I got nothing. Here you go, guys. I got nothing. Peace. I'm out. So they, um, he pled not guilty by reason of insanity, obviously. He underwent a battery. Which I I don't argue with that. No, no. In this case, I don't argue with that. No, this guy was, he was. He was insane. He was crazy. This was not evil. This was, he was. He was I'm, born into He it. was killing for a purpose. I right. know that sounds terrible. And he was, ki- there was a means to an end. Yeah. He, he wanted the skin because he wanted to be his mother. Right. That's, that's why. Right. So he underwent a battery of psychological tests and was found to be emotionally impaired. Mm-hmm. Um, psychologists and psychiatrists who um, evaluated him claimed that he was a schizophrenic. So he was di- diagnosed with schizophrenia, which I don't see how yeah but uh, whatever um sure and a quote sexual psychopath yeah but this is why now he didn't have sex with these bodies yeah but this is why they said it because it turned him on he got off no no really no there was nothing sexual at all yeah that surprises me he was attracted to women but he didn't he wasn't masturbating or having sex with these corpse or anything Um, But they said they attributed the condition to an unhealthy relationship with his mother and his uh, deviant upbringing. He uh, apparently suffered from conflicting feelings about women, uh, which were his natural attraction to them and the unnatural attitudes his mother had instilled in him. The love-hate feeling became so exaggerated, it eventually developed into full-blown psychosis. Wow. Isn't that, that's insane, right? Yeah. So he he was deemed mentally incompetent and unfit for trial. He was sent to the Central State Hospital for the criminally insane, mm-hmm. which was a max security prison at the or 
mental hospital at the time in yeah. Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, at one point, he was transferred to Mendota State Hospital in Madison. He continued to do odd jobs here and there, and he was considered a model patient. What? He was very docile. He was very cooperative. He didn't put his crazy out on the front porch. No shit. He's in a very structured, strict environment with a strict routine, okay. just like his upbringing. Is he still alive? No. Uh-uh. No. Oh, okay. When did he end up dying? I'll get there. Uh, so after 10 years in a mental institution, the court decided that he was finally mentally competent. So this was in 1968. The doctors determined that he was, quote, mentally able to confer with counsel and participate in his defense. Mm. Now, in January, so the very very beginning of 68, they started to have proceedings to determine his guilt um, and whether or not he was guilty or not by reason of insanity, only for the murder of Bernice Warden. He was never tried for the murder of Mary Hogan because they they he confessed and right. they just, it, they said it would be a waste of money, essentially. He right. said he did it. Leave it alone. Right. Um, so his actual trial began on November 7th of 1968. His um, attorney said that he probably shouldn't have a jury trial. But of course he did. No, he did not. Actually. Oh, okay, good job. So he just kind of like, his attorney said, do this. And he went, okay. Um, good job listening he to your was, attorney. It was tried by Judge Robert H. Gumar. I believe. Um, So psychiatrists would say that he legitimately did not know if the murder of Bernice Warden was intentional or accidental. Mm -hmm. That Gein really didn't know. But once she was dead, he did what he had to do, essentially. Um, He doesn't remember. uh, But what he says is he was trying to load the rifle and it discharged. So I don't know if I believe that Um, seven witnesses, including lab techs and the former and current sheriff were uh, put on the stand. So the judge declared him guilty, but said he was insane at the time. Okay. so this just he was mentally competent to stand trial to get the same verdict, essentially. Okay. Um, so did he go back to where he he did? He did. So the trial lasted a week. And on November 14th, the judge said that he was guilty but insane. Um, And he was sent back to the state mental hospital um, where he was happy. (laughs) He was, he. Yeah, he he probably liked it there because it was structured. Everything was by the book. He almost thrived. Yeah. The superintendent uh, said, quote, if all our patients were like him, we'd have no trouble at all. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a strong statement. Yeah. Um, so they decided his all of his shit was going to be auctioned off. Okay. Uh, the house and 195 oh, acres. It, Tear it down. Yeah. Well, it appraised for $4,700 then, which in 2021 would have been 44000 Wow. Um, it was scheduled to be auctioned on March 30th of 1958. Um they thought they were going to make money off of it because they thought it would be a tourist attraction because he was like this anomaly. Yeah. You know, because it was fetish and necrophilia and these things in the 50s you just didn't hear about. Right. So on March 20th, the house burned to the ground. Um, At at first, yeah, they suspected there was a cleaning crew um, accidentally 
set it on we fire accidentally but the garbage that they lit on fire like it never went to the home so they suspected arson obviously yeah um now investigating it was not considered a matter of urgency by the fire chief frank warden who was also the sheriff uh, who was also bernice's son <laughs> yeah yeah when yeah. they told Gein, your house burned down, he shrugged his shoulders and said, quote, just as well. Wow. Yeah. Uh, in 1949, his sedan was auctioned off for $760, which was uh, the equivalent to $7,100 now, to Carnival Sideshow operator Bunny Gibbons, who then charged people 25 cents to look at it. Wow. Yeah. Um, on July 26th of 1984... Ed Gein died at Mendota Mental Health Institute at 77 years old. He died from respiratory failure as a result of lung cancer. Wow. He was actually buried between his mom and his brother. Was he really? Mm -hmm. He was. And he had a headstone um, that people would go to and chip away at it. Eventually, in 2000, wow. somebody stole the entire headstone. That's what I was going to yeah. say. Like, why didn't they just take the whole fucking yeah. thing? Well, it ended up being recovered in June of 2001 near Seattle. Um, so the Washara County uh, in Wisconsin ended up putting it in storage. Yeah. So they still have it. So what does he have now? Like anything? Not No. It's just he's in between. They, everybody knows he's in between his mom right. and his brother. But there's, there's no headstone. Yeah. So... Um, he only admitted, like I said, to the two murders. Um, police found pieces of upwards of 40 bodies. Oh, my God. Is that your foot? I'm yes. sorry. So, um, that's a game. <laughs> that is so fucking disturbing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's and creepy as fuck. Did, you, did but, you ever look at any pictures of him? Yeah. Like, you look at his face and... It, <sighs> I can't tell, like some pictures, his eyes look just empty and other pictures, it's like he doesn't understand what he did was wrong. Yeah. He he truly, I truly don't think he realized no, he was, what he did was wrong. Th this guy was insane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and he was made this way mm -hmm. yep. from, from the <clears throat> beginning. Only a mother could w love you. Yeah. W with this case, mm -hmm. he, I totally believe he was insane. I don't think there was evil here i think he, that, he that's, that's how he he thought that's how he was coping with his mother's death was exactly. to turn into his mother and that was yep. just the means to an end and that's why he would grave rob yeah. and not kill but then he couldn't anymore and, and, and yeah. we could be totally wrong i mean he could be the total opposite like knew exactly what the fuck he was doing because of how he acted for the rest of his life, I mean, he was in a mental institution for upwards of 40 years before he died. Yeah. He, like, that's what he, he wanted. He wanted structure and he wanted yeah. somebody to tell him what to do and when to do it and how high to jump. And I, he right. he was happy once he got there. So I, I don't think, I truly think that he just, he didn't know. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. Regardless, it's... Absolutely, yeah, it's absolutely disturbing. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. What a fucking crazy story. You can see pictures of some of the stuff he made Yeah, with the human skin. And is it just ridiculous? Some of it, like the lampshade. I mean, if you know that it's made out of human skin, I guess you can see. But like the chair covers. It, you can't even tell? You can't. 
That's the creepy part. Yeah, like he was good at it. But the nipple belt? That dude. <laughs> what who, possessed you to make it a who, nipple belt? <laughs> who makes a nipple belt? Who the fuck I, makes a nipple belt? Yeah. I. Oh, oh my God. But he babe. would wear like the genitalia. Stop open. yawning. That's it. That was the only time I did it. Good job. So. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm a little glad to be done with this one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm glad too. I'm I'm definitely glad. Yeah. I didn't know much about this case. I knew about the, I did, yeah, I knew about I the nipple either. belt. That's I, I, I didn't I even about. know about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't even know about that. Yeah. I so. knew about the nipple belt. Well, that was disturbing. So, yeah. uh, everyone, I hope you enjoyed this case. Um, I hope you find it disturbing like we did. Yes. <laughs> uh, Patreons, thank you for your support. Everyone else, we love you. You guys are our family. Uh, hit us up on social media. We love hearing messages from you. We try to text back as soon as we can. Mm-hmm. Um Whatever platform you listen to us on, please hit that five-star liking. Please like, share, follow, tell your friends, tell your family. And that's that's all I got. That's all I got this time. Mm-hmm. So um, our next case, though, will be a Patreon exclusive. Yeah. Uh, we will be doing the Zodiac Killer. Which, again, I don't know too much about. I don't either. So, so this will be, it'll be uh, one for both of us. Yeah, it'll be one for both of us. But it yeah. will be a Patreon exclusive. My stepmom asked for it a while ago. Yeah, it's hmm. uh, it was requested a few times. So I think it's time to do it. So You know what else we got a request for? What? The subway guy. Oh, really? Yeah, he's still in prison. Yeah. Apparently. Mm-hmm. Yep. That'd be a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd yep. be a really good one. Okay, well, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this story, and we will be talking to you soon. Bye. Bye.